Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is November 1st, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Mark Joseph, and Walt Silva. Um, hello, Derek. Are you there? Oh, wait a minute. I got you muted. Good morning, oh, everyone. Good morning. Muted. There we go. Okay, oh. say it again. <laughs> well, good morning again. <laughs> good morning. <clears throat> Happy to be here, of course. Yeah. Did you plug the phone in so, so you could get a charge? What? He said his phone was going out of charge, so he had to... I'm literally plugging it in as we speak, so I'm glad oh. you remind me. Yeah, I've been moving around the locations. Hope you can hear me clear, Nancy, still. Yes. Okay. So are you on well, your you're, you're back on your phone? Is that what you're doing? Or you're on the computer? Yes, I had to get back on my phone. Now I'm on the I'm on the computer for chat, the phone for audio. Oh, okay. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh are you, are you having hardware, hardware problems? Yeah, what it is is the um little earbuds or ear pods, whatever the heck they call those things. Um they're I'm having to use those because of the echo in this office. It's oh. hardwood floors and walls, so I need basically get stuff on the walls in here and carpet maybe down or, or a carpet down to stop the echo. It's all right. We're getting through it. And Nancy, I won't go uh, upside down during the show. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, good, good. Like good. we were talking about before. <clears throat> He's got one of those things that, uh, hi, Mark. Wait, let me just say hi to Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, nice day, everybody. Good to be on. Hey, Mark. Hello. Good morning. So, we've got somebody on the East Coast, two people on the West Coast, and then there's Walt sort of in the middle of the country. <laughs> we got the <laughs> we got the country covered here. Um, yeah, so, so Derek said that you had one of those inverter things where you get on it and it tips you upside down so you're standing on your head. And that maybe he'd do that during the show, and I said, "Oh, it'll probably screw you up your sound system." <laughs> you know, you'd be dropping your phone. Your phone will be whole. Yeah, anyway, well, his face will get a nice blush. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll get all lightheaded. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be trying that. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> um, I did throw images, Nancy, in chat. We can talk about later when you're ready. But the blue dragons in there, and oh, okay, you know, great, a couple great. of the wizardry. Okay. Okay, great. All right. Um, well, let's see. Let's. Uh, ho- howdy, Dolly. I just looked at chat. Yeah, Dolly's in there. Okay. Well, let's just go through the pictures here because they are pretty fun. Um, because sure. last week, well, last week we talked about that he was going to have this. We don't even know what to call it. Like this little event thing. It's because it was like. Not exactly Halloween, but it wasn't exactly not Halloween, and it was just a, a party. It wasn't a fair because there was only th- three people actually 
you know, t- talk about it, you know, because it, sure. it, it was interesting. Sure. Yeah. And then, of course, we, you know, we took advantage of Halloween being around and stuff like that. But yeah, we had three. We opened up Mystical Wears Classroom for the second half of Sunday, um, this last Sunday, this day before Halloween. And what we did was brought in a tarot card reader, um, Lola Singer. And then we brought in a, an, uh, she looked like a palm reader, but that's not what it was. There's a whole science behind it, and I'm not even going to try and explain it. Um, but it, Dr. Jeanette was there as well. So she's, um, and I'll get some links up or something to her website so you can read this. But she was there, and then, you know, my crazy self was there in a whole wizardry getup, a legit crystal ball in front of me. Um, so I was doing readings. No, I was not reading from the crystal ball, although that is a thing. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. So that's what those images, if you're in chat, are looking at. Um, as a, a couple of them. Um, I have a, a little girl in front of me. She's about five. Um, I'll just leave the names out for now. But that's that was the get-up we had there. and Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. I don't know if you had any questions about it, Nancy, but it went all day. And I'll tell you, just as I asked you, I keep talking. Um, we were nonstop readings i think we counted mine it was four hours and i did 24 sessions or readings non-stop no breaks in there or anything that's how much of a, a hit or success this was um for and i'll also tell you most of the people that came in were the i don't have the harry potter term but the non-believers will say and i usually mess up the word anyway so muggles the, yeah okay muggles i usually say muggle warts or something like that i think i'm combining a couple words there but that's what it is. Um, it was mostly those, all, all great and awesome. So it was a meant to be thing for, you know, getting your, your toe in uh, the pool rather than jumping straight in, we can kind of say, with the psychic thing. So they got a, in my example, a 10 minute reading. I had to set a little timer just to cycle a few people. That's how I know how many I went through. Um, and they weren't joke readings. I'm very fast and I'm giving them a legit one and or healings at the time. I'll tell you, Nancy. We need to get some big-brained person in mystical wares that knows a whole lot more than me on I, – when I was doing that nonstop for four hours, again, those 24 sessions, the entire building heated up on the inside. We had to open the front door, back door, ventilate the place, and it was not because there was a lot of people in there because we've had double that during classes. We pulled up to 70 people in the class. So it wasn't a, a thing like that, and, as I, and I was heating up, so I know where it was coming from because I can feel it. So I had to turn fans on me and stuff like that. But what is the reason I'm bringing this up? It kind of blew my mind. Everybody, the entire space heated up. We doing it as I was doing that, and everybody was getting hot and warm. So that's all. I me. Mean, the environment changed as well because I used to think it was just me. Um, but and so whatever that's worth, I just wanted to. That's something that occurred to me. So, the, so the space was filling up with blue organ. Blue organ gives you something. Oh yeah, I was I was uh, <laughs> flinging energies the entire time. My hands were up, and those that don't know what I don't mean, listeners, but those in the room, like, what's that crazy guy doing? And the guy behind the crystal ball. But I don't care what I look like, because I'm all about the end result. So I'm going to use the energies and do it again. This is this wasn't a planned thing. I didn't think anybody'd be. I, I guess you know if I logically thought about it, yeah. If I'm tuning frequencies, it's not exactly going to end at the person two feet from me. Um, but it was just something I woke up in the moment because I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I sitting? I'm starting to sweat. And, you know, I'm get too gross, but I had to get fans out, open doors. And then there was everyone else as well. So I don't know. It was, that's what I'm saying. Go ahead. What does a reading entail? Since you, since you have a format of 10 minutes, what, what, what happens in those 10 minutes? Do you have a sure. set 
routine? Um, no, not because everybody's different. So literally, and again, I'll just have to go fast and blunt and just, just describe it. When somebody sits, okay. When I do the psychic thing, and that's just, it's, it's beyond that, but I, I can just turn on. I can, I don't know what it's called, but I can turn on and perceive more of the reality. So I'm always on. So I don't have to focus, strike a yoga pose, meditate, or, you know, do some chant beforehand. It's just on all the time. So literally, for example, let's say somebody gets up, you know, the next person starts coming to me and it's seconds. I don't know, literally five seconds. Cause usually it was multiple people standing up trying to get in a seat until we had to get a list down and get signups and stuff. I look at them and then in that first, and it's not even a second, because I used to think, well, I'm going to time this. How long does this download thing take? Well, it doesn't, because there is no time. So I'll say, I glance at the person. I've, ah, what do I say? How do I say this? I've never described this. I basically have their first chapter, I know it doesn't quite make sense, downloaded before I'm even focused on them visually, before I even know it's a male, a female, blonde hair, what any of that visual stuff. There's a knowing already, and I'll just say chapter because it's only so deep. And that first chapter does entail their their guides, as I'll call them, spirit guides or past loved ones, medical stuff. So literally, now they remember just 10 feet away from me. Session's already started beforehand. They sit down. I'm already halfway in the session. So I literally hit the floor going just what they call and joke about 100 miles an hour. Often, it's lately, it's medical stuff, so the medical intuition thing. So I'll like... Bam, 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 bam. And I'm not getting about that fast. Just tell them this, that, and the other, and then how to fix it. And then if it is medical, and in these cases it was, because I guess that's what their energy is available that day. Um, and remember, these are non-believers or whatever. So and then I'll, I'm like, are you, you know, are you, you understand energy work? You know, most of them say to a degree, my sister had a Reiki or this, that, or the other. They'll say, okay, okay well, you may feel some, some weird energies. Are you open to it? And that's it. And then I'll literally open my hands and, I'll just, again, elaborate. My right hand's up. I have no idea if this matters, but it's what I've been shown and led to do intuitively. And my left one's doing it now, just to check it. Kind of down near my waist, pointing a different way. And I I get, well, you may have insight in this later. Um, But my right hand is up. And then all I do is, my eyes are open, I'm not striking some weird pose other than my hands in the air, sort of, so it probably looks odd from a distance. I'll look at the person and I'll, I dumbed it down to one word, armor. So when I zip off like that, when I say armor, it's not iffy, nothing. I know it's happening. That person just had that lucky ball of love expanded from the heart chakra out. And I get to see this, by the way. And then the energies kind of shimmer and shake. And, and I call that armoring. So once they do that, I, and it's, it's darn near 90 plus percent of the time. So I'm saying high numbers. The person, even non-believer or not, feels it. And they go, oh, my gosh. Or they'll get up in their seat. Or they'll go, what the heck was that? And, you know, the whole moment there I have to get through. And I'm like, it's called subtle energies. Um, and I'm basically, in my head, just saying, you're in a container of love. I know that sounds corny, but love is the strongest energy. So that's what I do. And then the guides come in really quickly. So all that's literally in less than the first minute. Um, and then from there, and then it depends on them. They'll go, well, I do have a liver problem. Or I do have that, blah, blah, blah. And maybe they want to go further in the healing thing, or sometimes they'll, they'll and, and I think it was almost 100% of the time they all cried. I think it was 100% of them on that day. Tears up crying, um, either because I saw, and they didn't know how to explain it, their heart chakra amplifier just kind of well up with energy, and then they can't stop the tears. Um, and it's just a thing. And or 
a lot of the time I was chit-chatting with her past loved ones because that was a big thing that day too. They thought, well, heck, I'm in front of a crazy guy. They talk to dead people. I'm going to do it. And they thought they'd test me. And there's a lot of that, by the way. Let's see if this is legit and real. And, and I get alerted to that too. So, And that's actually funny. When somebody does come in from that perspective, <laughs> it's stronger. They almost always have a guide or somebody or whomever there to, and there's my ear lighting up, um, immediately give them their proof. So it's like it's a set up 3D event for them and I'm just open to take part in it. Um, and let me tell you, they don't fail me because I'm not doing anything special. I'm just perceiving. Derek is not extra special. But because I'm open to perceive from many levels and layers, they take advantage of that in a good way and the whole thing happens. So that's generally a session walk, but it goes, and then, you know, they may ask, well, is there anybody here who wants to chat with me? And then usually, and I don't know how much of this I've described, um, I'll get a, again, I'll use the terms I have, a hazy like, sometimes color entity will form in a hazy energy to the right of them. Again, I'm just telling you to wait, their left, my right. I don't know why it's over there. Again, I'm just putting out the specifics as much as I can. Um, and they layer back as if you're looking in a stadium, depending who's like, I'll just joke and say in line to chat or who's, I tell the human, whoever's closer to you, who hangs around you and your energies the most. And that's because they're more clear to me. Um, and then I have a chat with them and they tell me things and, and or do what's sometimes called downloads, just instant knowing. So if I need to know about a past trauma of the person that did this out or the other, they'll just, it's just there. And I don't know how to explain that. It's, it just have you noticed? Have you noticed a trend of less amount of negative energies and more positive energies as time time passes? Oh, that's definitely a thing. And what I'm going to turn expanded energies. People are are getting out of their own way more nowadays. Stop hindering themselves in their thoughts and feelings. And then when they do that, they expand more into their energy field that they already have. Um, but yes, that's a thing too. Yeah, and that's weird because, again, 90-something percent of these people, and when Jalissa joins us next hour, um, she'll tell you, too, they were the, uh, you said muggles, the, just the yeah. nice, nice, you know, I'm not, okay, I'm not dissing anybody, I'm just saying, just, they were, like, you know, getting their feet in their shallow into the pool, well, they didn't realize that was the deep end of the pool, um, and I wasn't the only one there, there was, again, Lola was there, and Jeanette was there, um, doing, again, tarot war palms, but we were booked, all three of us, non-stop no breaks for the entire time and everybody's coming back asking now um, or many uh when are you doing it again so we're going to do it every quarter ish um and then do the same thing but not you know the the halloween type theme we did here so we're going to try and expand it differently but i just thought it's a good opportunity again for to get your quick 10 minute um session so you see it's real oh and that's also nancy or, and, and everybody the other thing was i had a couple ladies sit down and I said, I'll usually make a comment. I'm like, you know, you may feel something, you may not. It really makes no difference. Um, but just be, you know, it's energies. And I'm just real kind of um, just casual about it sort of thing. And I got many of the comments back. Um, they're saying, and it doesn't matter if it's guys or gals in front of me. Well, I knew it was real, and I always test myself when I feel it kind of thing. And so they felt it is what I'm saying. So then I got that feedback. Um, and I knew they would because I can see when somebody does feel it. In fact, I get to cheat. When I'm no. doing energy work with someone, oh yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll fling my energies, you know, just love energy, it's not my energy, at them. So I'll tune love around them to be more specific. And then I watch their aura and I'll go, 
oh, there's some energy moving around their ear. And then, <laughs> again, I'm cheating. And then I tell the human, oh, I bet you're getting some ringing in your left ear. And I'll, you know, have a moment there because, or, oh, you're feeling on your back. I'm just looking and I get to see the stuff moving. But then they get their moment of going, oh, crazy guy can actually see this. And then they expand from there. So it, it happens differently all the time. You said the, the room was heating up and, and you did uh, 20, 24 sessions, you said, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you better get an asbestos suit and get ready because it's looking up like you're going to be uh, extremely busy. Uh, I'm listening to uh, one of the uh, Michael Sala videos where he's interviewing that military character JP, and he's talking about uh, the experience of going under in the underground in Florida. And what one of the things that caught my ear because I'm I'm making breakfast and I'm walking around with the phone is that he said that in the next three years, because these, uh, this civilization that's underground is actually bringing stuff to the, to the people. They don't refer to the people in the surface. They, people, they say the people on the upper side. <laughs> they don't say the surface. <laughs> they say the people on the other side. And one of the things that they're bringing up is that he says in the next three years, people are going to be able to talk to each other without using words. It's just going to be telepathic. So I'm thinking, if everyone's gone walking around being telepathic, I mean, Derek's got his book filled because people are going to need instruction. They're going to be need to taught, uh, to to be taught how to okay how to communicate, what thoughts to share, what thoughts not to share. So you you got you're booked <laughs> for the next 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, well, what I have fun is teaching people to do it themselves, too, and how to realize it. So that's why I give a lot of classes, and they're always free and stuff like that. Uh, but And it is getting thinner. When it, when I hear online or somebody asks me something, because I don't follow anybody online. I don't have time for podcasts. I don't, of course, don't even listen to our own, uh, anybody's. So when I hear terms like the, the, the veil is thinning, well, I kind of like that term because I'll tell you what, you can see it that way, but the overall perception is meaning you have more access. So... It's not so much that it's thinning, there's more available, and it's easier to give a handhold on the metaphysical using your perception levels. That may not have made any sense, but it had to come out that way. Um, so that means there's more ingredients in the cabinet that we can access. So get curious, people, you know, do some things, try some stuff, try and talk to somebody remotely and just know that it's going to happen. All of a sudden, you're going to get that phone call, and those percentage, I know you've all done that kind of thing already, but those percentages will go up hugely now on the whole thinning of the veil thing or um, like well, what you were just saying, well, that's the, uh, the, the curve. There are no muggles. <laughs> yeah, oh no, that's true. Oh yeah. And there's something to the whole photon belt thing too. So that, that makes sense. There's additional, again, our limited vocabulary frequencies available. Uh, that's why I like ingredients um, that we can all use literally the limits your imagination. It's, it's that crazy. And it's that crazy where mystical wares the unbelievable things and stuff that fly through there that people see, not just me seeing it kind of thing, um, all kinds of things. And that's the stories for Jalissa to share later. Um, I, I don't remember. Because it really happened so fast. Because literally on that day, when you're doing 24 sessions, no, not even a bathroom break. You look up and it's just the day's gone and you don't even know what the heck happened, who you talked to, who you said what to. And then I get erased. People the don't beauty, know that. The, the beauty of it is that you didn't eat anything because there was never any hang, any hunger. It was, no, no, no. It was so much energy. What would you, would you want to eat for? <laughs> oh, that's definitely a thing. When that whole 
again, loose term energy happens. Yeah, it's it's no joke. And uh, it's my first time doing, again, that many nonstop. So basically, I just turned on the high mode um, and just kept it on the whole time. And I can do that. I had no problem. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, I have to choose to. But it's just odd how it really affected the entire building. It's just what got my mind. So I, I don't know how I can play with that. Because I'm, I'm a curious guy like you, Walt. I don't just want to, oh, that's a shiny object. Well, what made it shiny? Why is it shining? Does it not shine? You know, I just want to figure that stuff out. Let, let, let's go back to the blue organ. What were you referencing at that time? Can you expand on that when you said it was the blue organ building up that was causing the heating, Walt? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I learned that when I, when I, um, I bought a book called The Joe's Cell. Uh, it's a book that describes how to build an organ concentrator battery. Because this gentleman, uh, I don't know his last name. I think he's in, in Australia somewhere or, or here. He actually had his car running on organ, no, no chemical fuel. So in order to be able to harness the organ and, and pipe it into the engine, because you understand uh, internal combustion engines work on the principle of internal explosion. You have an explosion contained in the cylinder, in this volume in, inside the cylinder. Okay, that, that concept is clear. Now, reverse the concept. And what he ended up doing is the car, instead of working on ex internal explosion, it worked on internal implosion. Every time the spark would uh, detonate inside the cylinder, the space would, would collapse. So he had to change the, the timing on the engine. So, because when in an engine, when you have internal, okay, you have an explosion, it pushes the, the piston away from the head of the cylinder. But this, in this case, is an explosion. So you're pulling the cylinder up. So the, the end result is that instead of the engine heating up, the engine would actually get cold. So the gentleman built this thing. Uh, I, I bought the book. He calls it the Joe Cell that uh, literally concentrates and produces a ton of uh, organ. But he, in his first run of experiments in assembling the cell, he had terrible uh, <laughs> sunburn. Remember what happened with me with the cube? That I looked like I had been, uh, I was in a rotisserie <laughs> because all I, I, my, my entire face went red. Same thing with him. And he said that that's, that's uh, one of the qualities of the blue organ. You get that effect from it because that's the thing is that organ, people hear the word organ and they, oh, that's it. It's one thing. It's organ. And well, no, it's like all energy. For example, light. There's no such thing as one single type of light. You have all the colors of light. The same goes with sound because like Derek says, you have all these different flavors, different qualities, different frequencies. So in the case of the same thing happens with the organ. So in, in this case specifically, Blue organ, when you are exposed to an, uh, an intense, a concentrated field of blue organ, it's like being, being out in the open under the sun. You get sunburn. And, and one of the, an, another quality of the of blue organ, because the different colors will have different attributes, is that it's the strongest one. Because when you, when you make an, when you project an organ orb, let's say, for example, the, the thing that I learned in that book, flying with a broom, uh, organ tends to if you're not unless you keep projecting it, it will over time it'll just dissipate. The thing when when you make uh, when you mentally project an orb specifically 
blue in color, it actually stays for the longest time. That's why that lady in the book, uh, uh, the, like the, the lady would work around with the, with the guardian, she would project a, blue, a, bo a ball of blue and she would park it on her shoulder and it, it was actually like a guardian. She, in fact, somebody uh, he, uh, confronted her one night uh, asking her for her purse and all she did is she raised her hand to touch something in, on her shoulder, something invisible, and, and she said, get him. And the guy turned around and ran at full speed. It's like he saw something scary. <laughs> so I know blue organ is the most concentrated and the more the most longest lasting. The different, uh, for, for example, um, case in point, uh, <coughs> let's say you have tissue damage and you need uh, the tissue to be replaced as fast as possible, you want to be projecting uh, red, r reddish white organ. That, that, the, it, it, new cells will form twice as fast and the healing will happen faster. So the different colors have different attributes. And when he described what was happening to the room, and I said, oh, well, that's, a, that's going to be a sunburn. <laughs> we know what that feels like. So, so, how do you produce the different organs? You view it. Uh, organ obeys your human will, your consciousness. So you have to project the color that you want. That's what I do with, for the, the instructions that I give people when I uh, when I make that uh, projecting absorbing uh, cylinder that I have in my website. That's what I tell them. You have to. Visualize what color you want to project, and that's what, it, what the cylinder will send out. Well, I'll tell you all. I have some input on that because that blue color, just like what Nancy will get into here soon about the dragon photo in chat with the blue orb or blue light. The last I don't know, week or two, while I've been doing sessions and during that event we had, uh, that's exactly what I was seeing. I would see what what people would call blue orbs. Um, either floating around the room or coming over to me or off my hand or things like that. Another song too. Uh, but it was definitely, I was seeing them a whole lot. Well, because I was in private sessions, so often they're behind people, so they wouldn't have seen them sometimes. Um, but, and I never told anybody about this because I'm like, okay, well, now it's really pretty blue. I didn't give it much more thought than that because it's, um, but that is a thing that's been happening. So until you just mentioned that, I'd, I'd never thought about it. And it looks like that blue light in the image if everybody scrolls up, whoever's in chat, you'll see a dragon image. That's a Shungite rising dragon. We're making up the first one. It's actually Nancy's. And in that image, on the front left paw, you see a little blue light that just appeared in there. If you zoom in, you can really see it. Um, okay, yeah, let, let me let, let me talk. <clears throat> let me talk people uh, talk to people about how to see this picture. When you go up. Um, and you see the uh, last one that he posted, okay? Click on it. And when you click on it, it says go to the URL. Go to the URL. And then you're going to have the picture come up in its own page. You can see just in the picture on the... Well, it's to the right of the dragon on our, our right. You're going to see down <clears throat> underneath it near its heart, or what I would assume is a heart, you're going to see this blue orb. Now, if you just take and put your cursor over the picture where the blue orb is, 
and you click on it, you're going to see that this was, I thought it was a claw too, you know, the, the leg, but apparently I don't think it is because maybe it is, but it's off the point of the crystal. Now these aren't, these are, well, tell them how you made this so that they can understand what's, what went into the, making this thing because that's as crazy as it gets. No, you're right because it is just off the claw there. Um, as I, I just zoomed in while you were saying that. What it is is, um, so I start with a just a 3D file on your computer, of course, and then take that of a dragon. In this case, it's called a crystal dragon. And if you look closely, the dragon's scales are made up of crystal shapes. So little, I don't know if they're hexagonal, pentagon ones, but crystals all the way down it. Um, and then I take it to my resin 3D printer and print them out on that. And then basically we'll... And then we'll take Shungite resin, integrate that in various ways and spots and places, and we get in all that. But um, but we integrate Shungite throughout, and then I'll also, and then I'll put another layer over that. So what you have in that dragon that you see there articulates, so it moves. The wings will hold up and down, and the whole body and tail will um, I don't know pivot, articulate. I guess is really the only word. Um, but that's what that is. And then and they take a few days to make because and they're pretty big. I think they're 11 inches long. Um, and then I insisted on making sure to get Shungite resin and develop that, get that in there for the Shungite aspect. So they're, no, they're interesting. And we've only, because it takes so long to make, we've only, it's like stages. So maybe one gets produced every couple of days. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're fun. Nancy, you'll have yours here. And I think it ships out today. The first one. Well, that's the one that they're looking at. And, um, Correct. I, I gotta tell you, he, he's he's uh, going in, he's driving into work, and he says to me, "I'm gonna birth some dragons today." And I said, "What?" <laughs> you know, and he's all excited about it because the night before he had put this program in to create these, and they're different. They were different sizes. How many units did you use? Did you use one or two? Uh, I printed ten, so ten dragons hatched at a time. They're three different sizes. So, he gets. He, we're talking about this, and then it's get, he gets to the store, and he, I don't know. Maybe ten minutes later, I start getting these pictures, and he sends the one. Her name is Rosie, and he's got her in her in his hand, and he says to me, "Look at look at the lower." He tells me about this blue thing, and I look at the blue thing, and I'm just like shocked because that blue color. Is the same. Why am I not seeing? Oh, this is in the way. It's the same color of the uh, plasma ball that ended up in Corellia. And mm -hmm. I'm looking right now because I'm trying to pull up a picture of that plasma ball, which I know is in here somewhere. I've just got a thousand pictures in here. Where the heck is it? So as you guys, oh, I want to do this one too. Let me open this one up. This one's a very good, Walt, see this picture here and then talk to the people about, you know, what this picture is. Because again, it's the same blue that you see in the, um, in, in the, in the picture of the dragon. Yeah, that's the, uh, the, that's the organ feel that get the organ feel gets overexcited by the presence of the uh, EMF. That's 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 the thing that uh, Wilhelm Reich discovered that when 
argon is exposed to EMF fields, it becomes overexcited. So you get this. So many people argue about the fact that did men go to the moon? Did men no, not go to the moon? And everyone is back and forth, back and forth. And people say, oh, I have proof that that uh, Stanley Kubrick did film the, the thing here on Earth. Yes, he did. The, the thing is that, yes, he did do the, Stanley Kubrick did that, because the government needed to cover up all the stuff on the moon. That's why they had to make fil filming of visiting the moon here on Earth so that they could hide everything, because they couldn't show what was on the moon. There was too much stuff. So in, in this particular photo, this is an, an actual photo of the man on the moon, because the, uh, what do you call it, the... Uh, the aura of his body is reacting to the EMF from the transmission equipment in the in what do you call it in the astronaut suit. So because he's in in an almost airless environment, uh, the uh, the aura actually becomes luminous. That's what Wilhelm Reich, among all his experiments, that's what he found is that organ becomes luminous in a vacuum. And in fact, you can even you can even do that. Right now, like a, it's, it's so simple. If you, uh, someone, there's a YouTube video where somebody takes, you know, those big hypodermics, the ones that are big and thick, they're like a, a, an inch thick, hypodermic needles. Um, what do you call it? The, uh, the the plunger type plastic thing. And what they did is they put a, a nail on the end of it, and they had a high frequency electrical thing, like a like a Tesla coil. And what they did is, they while they, the spark is hitting the nail, they pull on the plunger in order to create a vacuum. And what happens? The vacuum lights up because you're in a vacuum situation. So all that all that organ becomes luminous. And in this in this particular in the, in the top case, it's the uh, the the organ from the cell phone because the cell phone that my, that young man is holding at the time I knew it was a Motorola which are rated are the ones with the biggest um, uh, amount of um, frequency output. So they put out quite a lot of uh, EMF, and that's what excites the, uh, the ambient organ. In that case, it's very dramatic because it... Uh, well, I shouldn't be surprised because I know that digital photography, Dr. Costa said it back in 2005, that more and more people are going to see things in photos because digital photography is able to to capture uh, energy photos like organ. I mean, the, I saw a photo, somebody showed him a photo. There's these two guys standing in a in a kitchen, in a house kitchen, and there's there's these things going across the, the kitchen. They look like, um, like trails, like a you know what orbs look like. Well, imagine that this is like a, like tendrils, luminous tendrils going across the, the, the photo. And they showed it to Dr. Costa, and he looked at this, and he says, these are thought forms. They were not photos of uh, energy entities or orbs. These are, these are thought forms. Somebody was thinking about somebody, and, and it got captured by the photo. That's why the the one of the, of the young man he's uh, there in a in a lighted uh, what do you call it backyard in the house. So that that's why you see that that blue there. That's because of the uh, organ becoming excited by the EMF.
that's where you're able to see it of course unless you're psychic you're going you're not going to see it on you know by with the naked eye this this was captured with the digital so it, digital the but thing. so the organ the organ is all around us and it just happens to be that the electromagnetic field associated with that phone was creating enough electromagnetic energy that it made the organ visible? Is that what we're talking about? It, it made it visible to the digi- digital camera, not to the neck, unless, like I said, unless you are psychically uh, equipped, you're not going to see it. But the, the, the digital photography can capture it. Very interesting. But... Uh, and we've talked about this before. I mean, it's just, uh, I, you know, people think we're talking woo-woo and there's nothing there. Well, we got photographs of it. <laughs> and I suspect it's repeatable because all you have to do is do the thing with the, uh, you know, the plunger thing, which is, I'd not heard that story before. But, um, yeah, so back to the rosy girl. What, it's just to me... It's extraordinary that that particular blue light is. Would you think that it's being emanated from it, or why? Why would that organ show organ at the tip of that crystal show up? Is it because he's holding it and there's an energy happening in it that just sort of photographed on that particular crystal? What was he thinking at the time? I got to take a picture of this dang thing. and nancy the add-on to what you just said my ears you know that's always input immediately gave me feedback when you were uh what did you just word your thing um i think uh, let me translate so my earring when and that's how it works for me when i do readings kind of thing i have a whole etheric sign language i can pay attention to um it tells me you know look more here or you're off track or whatever so um, breadcrumbs synchronicities and sometimes are audible so what I would say is um, it, it used some of the available energy, in that case, mine, to manifest so that we talk about it for this moment is what it was. So there's a whole multi-layer thing going on there. Um, but I don't think it was my energy. I think my energy just helped it manifest here in 3D because I can, those blue orbs, that exact color, by the way, off of my office, literally, there's probably six on that day alone. And in fact, what you, nobody sees right now I'm doing I got a secret behind the scenes access to Mr. Gore's cameras right now because often, and we're not open yet, so the lights are mostly off, but I can see much. And often when I do this, and I'll try and get snapshots, and you'll see stuff. You'll see the orbs, you'll see whatever going on in there. So I'm looking around while we're on the show right now. So if I find something, I'll, I'll share it. But I think it was available energies um, so that we talk about it and everybody knows it's a thing. So some of these orbs, and I've heard this before, can actually be. Um sentient beings sort of that you're getting the the energy of the sentient being there that you don't see with your eye but you know in in the concept of digital photography you're seeing it because it's it's real it's an organ signature of a sentient being let's put it that way that's a good description because i don't know but do people i actually think that the orb is the thing well it's not that's just the, depending on the percentage of visual representation on 3D reality that you're perceiving. So when I see an orb, 
it's not an orb. I look at it, I can look, I, I, in my head, I'll go, what else? I'll just say that in my head or expand. Boom, it's not that anymore. So it's like a packet of information sometimes and understand sometimes an entity or a group, by the way. So it's never an orb. That's just like the, I don't know, the orbs to say there's more there. It's like double click here kind of thing. And you never know what's going to open when you double click because there's so many things. And because I don't limit my perception, all kinds of crazy stuff can happen. Um, that's just interesting to me. And I never have a background understanding of it because, again, I don't listen to podcasts, read all the books, and get into whatever this group says is this entity. I get to experience them all kind of for the first time. So you it's, actually, yeah, you it's, actually, it's you you actually see orbs in mystical wares, see them visually every day. Okay, every yeah, now day. again, that those orbs normally don't show up except in digital photography. So is oh it, no, they float around mystical wares, and, so, and it you can perceive them because you're a digital, not just me, not no, just me, but everybody. You, I'm can. perceiving a lot of them. Others perceive them too. Oh yeah, and multiples of people. It's not. Oh, I saw mine over here. I saw mine. No, oh, several people at once. Oh no, it's a thing there, and that's why I'm looking at cameras now. I'm literally trying to do some screen captures if I can get enough going on here. Like I'm in the tarot room right now, looking in there. It's and you'll see it pop right out of a book or something. You never know. Um, but again, it's a daily occurrence for us, so we don't really give it any thought, um, other than the moment for that other person. So we kind of see it as that. But again, it's like Meaning, a vi- you know, mm-hmm. it's a visual signal. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but it's based on it's well, gotta it, it's gotta be the orgon right. again. You know, oh it, yeah, the pulling the orgon, what we're calling orgon in the environment to manifest. Because when I give classes, I'll see I don't know a dozen or more of them up, and some are more structured than others. Some are hazy, and I don't have any input on that. Why? Maybe one can hold his energy better. I don't know, but that happens because you know my class is halfway etheric and halfway physical. Or their guides are chiming in because they know they can, you know, connect better in that environment. It, it differs, but yeah, I see multiple up there um, during the class. Because it, as Walt was it, as Walt was explaining, the electromagnetic an electromagnetic field sufficient strength will cause the organ to become visually uh, well to a digital camera. All right, so. I just want to point this out that your environment there, even though it's big and it's got a lot of stuff in it, is probably one of the more clean electromagnetic areas because of the a shungite that you've got on things. But every you don't have Wi-Fi there, right? No, we well we have we turn it on at occasions, so we do have that at times. So even if that's on and it was during that class, we're still a Faraday cage. Because we're cinder block wall, you can't get cell phone service in there. We're cinder block walls and a cedar ceiling. I'm talking about, and you can't see these images, but I don't know, two foot thick old. This is an older building from who knows when, a grocery store. It's a big building, and so literally you don't get cell service. You have to go outside to get it. So we are, in essence, a Faraday cage in there. So we're not getting blasted with a bunch of stuff. And then Shanghai, tons and tons of it, literally, um, around there. I don't know what I'm saying, but it is. And then the pyramids are up all the time. So I have two amplifiers in the back. They were two feet from me, by the way, when I was doing those readings. So right behind me are two six-foot-tall um, copper pyramids that have been sitting there for years. Um, and that's that's a big deal as well, just staying in that environment with those, uh, especially being there that long, because often these pyramids are taken down. And I'll tell you, it's, it, I didn't know. Leave them up longer. It, uh, ooh. It, 
more hold space there. It gets a, a, a better grab on the, I don't, again, weird terms, but frequencies. I don't know what else to say. You can connect better. So when we get those those newbies coming in the mystical wares and they see these crazy copper pyramids that the sign in front's claiming you'll feel something, okay, you'll feel something. And they'll sit down there. And I don't know how many times a day it happens. People come in there and sit in each pyramid. So friends, often two ladies, and then they'll look at each other because they're more open to this. And we'll see them whipping out their cell phones, taking pictures of each other and sharing it, and, you know, talking about it. And, oh my gosh, did you feel that? Let me try that one now. Because one's what I'll loosely call the Russian tall one, and then the Egyptian shorter, the Giza. So two different shaped pyramids, and they you feel different levels of energy in each one. Um, so those things have had just, I don't know, hundreds if not thousands of people through them now. Let's just stop on that again. Um because remember, we're trying to to expand the concepts of enterology. So when you have, and what he's talking about is you got the Giza or Giza, 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 the Giza pyramid, the one that you're familiar with that sits in Egypt. He's got that kind of a shape. But then next to it, he's got uh, uh, what do we call that? The pyramid there, Walt, the long one. It's like a tetrahedon except that it's longer. Walt, are you there? What you mean? You mean the life pyramid? I call life, it the, the life. The, the life pyramid. Yes. I, so, I call it the life pyramid because of the. If you if, if I take the length of the side divided by the length of the base, you get one point six one eight. Say that That's, again, please. When you take the length of the, uh, the you, you have one of the sides, you know, the, 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 the line that connects the corner to the apex, correct? Yeah. If you take that length and divide it by the length of the side, you get 1.618, the, the phi number, the, the, the golden mean ratio. Explain that so, a little bit, just so people that, you know, I need Everything in, in nature grows along the golden mean ratio. When you look at plants, you'll see the plants, for example, uh, for example, bushes are, are, are typical of this. You, you will have, okay, one leaf grows. Then as, as another branch produces, you get three leaves. And then the next one, five leaves. So when you, when you study nature, Everything in nature grows along the golden mean spiral. Things don't don't grow up haphazardly or chaotic. No, everything is very organized in nature, and that's one of the attributes of a natural system. If you look at our, our bodies, for example, okay, you look at the the length of your arm divided by the length of your hand is 1.618. Your entire physical body is built on the golden mean spiral. So when you make a device that follows that, it supports the, the what do you call it, living systems. Like, for example, uh, in my, my resonators, the difference between the two coils is 1.618. So the fractal field produced is the same. As, that's why when you have a resonator, it's like you're out in, in, in nature. It actually uh, neutralizes the uh, bad geometry of, you know, the, the structures around us. Because... Living in a box is not <laughs> conducive to good health. Being in a, in a forest is conducive to good health, and that's what the the resonator does. How does it do it? Because it generates a field that it's a fractal field. It's based on 1.618. Uh, 
and that's that tall pyramid is is a life pyramid it reinforces living systems so, so that, that's why that's why you have okay what what do you think that is happening in the the egyptian style pyramid well they were built for first of all they were not built to be tombs as is the the, the accepted practice oh oh they're old no like the uh, the main pyramid uh, at giza it was never a tomb for example if you if you read the information that uh was given by Ra in the Loch One books. You you learn that the uh, the pyramid had lots of functions, many many functions. Uh, none of them was to be a tomb. For example, if you look at if for those of you that might remember um, the inside the uh, inside structure of the main pyramid, you see these. Uh, like channels or, or or it's like ventilation shafts that went from the sides to the center, and and the and and the um, archaeologists say, oh, this was a ventilation. If you read the book Initiation by Elizabeth Hage, who actually lived there in that time, uh, the the purpose of these shafts was actually to make it rain where they needed it because they actually had the technology to make it rain wherever the where they, wherever the, the crops the the crops needed more irrigation they would make it rain and because the pyramid had had that power why because they were projecting negative ions out of those shafts uh, another function for example when you look at the king's chamber up at the top that has these uh, uh, like how can i describe this they they look like compartments it, it, in the book of the um, the rough one material it explains is actually like um it's, it's designed to separate energies in such a way because that part part of the of the pyramid was used to do energy work and you could actually uh, a person could actually separate their astral body from their etheric body that's what the the purpose of those things were so you could actually do intense mental work up in the in the king's chamber. So like the entire pyramid was a big, fantastic, giant energy laboratory. It was never meant to be a tomb. So that's why, for example, you see that photo where Eric is sitting? Okay, now take your imagination and project yourself into the plane of where the side would be. Let's say that this pyramid were solid and it has a you, you can't see inside because it has solid faces right okay take put your imagination on a face of this pyramid in a space a, a quarter of the way up in that space there is an energy field that has the shape of an hourglass but it's sitting on its side or like a number eight sitting on its side that is a prana pump if you sit if you if you make it a practice to sit in that space, not inside the pyramid, but in the space where the face would be, uh, it it would. Uh, uh, I don't know how many times uh, how many times a day. I know that once a day is good enough, uh, but that rejuvenates the body, because it acted, that particular area actually pulls off the, any distortion that's built up in your energy body, so it actually regenerates the body. It rejuvenates the body. And nobody knows that. 
you can use the uh, the pyramid to rejuvenate, not only energize and heal your body, but to actually rejuvenate the body. You just have to know what area of the pyramid to use. Can you explain that area again? Okay. Let's go back to the photo of Eric. Derek. Okay. Now imagine that the sides are solid, so you can't see inside. So imagine the face, one of the four, because you have four faces on the pyramid, right? On all the four faces, if on the surface of that face, a quarter of the way up from the bottom, there is an area that looks like a, like a number eight lying on its side or an hourglass lying on its side, it's an energy field. And that energy field, it's a prana pump. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the the energy field is inside the pyramid or on the outside? It's it's in the plane of the face. It's in the plane. It's in the plane. So the face would be. Okay, so if we're looking at the picture with Derek, Mm -hmm. imagine that you've got just solid there. So it would be the lower quarter of the the pyramid that you're looking at that structure the lower quarter then when you look at that if you could see energies perceive them you'd have an hourglass kind of symbol there or structure there of energy mm-hmm. and you're saying yep. what to do because you how can you going to sit in the in the wall i mean where do you sit well that's the beauty of this particular pyramid this particular pyramid allows you to do that because all he has to do is sit closer to one of one of the faces Ah, so, you would see so inside, body. inside, so because there's the because you see it on the outside is it, it, it's in it's in the plane itself. So the closer you can get to that particular energy field, the more rejuvenation will occur. Correct? Exactly, because you don't have a solid face here. These are open faces. There's no problem sitting on that in that area. All, all you are doing is you're sitting on the inside. And your body is intersecting the plane of the face. So part of your body is actually popped out of the pyramid itself. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. That's okay. exactly right. Oh, Derek, you got, the, Derek, you got to try that and give us a report. And, and here's the... the no, I'll be doing it today. That particular the thing that I'm describing, it's, it's actually better to do it in the other pyramid. Because it's actually, it's taller and narrower... So actually, it's closer to the shape of your body sitting inside, you know, intersecting one of the faces. Yeah, I can get in either one of them. Not a problem. No, I'll be trying it today. I'll be going in the uh, story. And, 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 and get the other people to do this. Take notes on this because I, I, I had heard, I knew that the quarter, lower quarter of the pyramid was, you know, for... There's within the pyramid. There's different layers, and it seems like there's different fields that are predominant within the given layers. Um, but I've never heard what he said. God, I've been thousands and thousands of hours on the radio with this man, and he always gives me something new every show. And so, so just get people to to experience that and give you know, do they feel a difference? I mean, if. If you sit in that, Derek, and then you get out and and you look like you're ten years younger, well, you know, patented. Well, the, don't forget you gotta open. You gotta you got another door to explore. Since you have the four open faces of the pyramid, get four people to sit inside. Like I said, you know, intersecting those faces. 
So you can have the four people either looking in or looking out. And uh, and and exp that I'm sure that will magnify the work of the pyramid because you're you're bringing four auras inside that field. So that's a good experiment to do. Yeah, yeah, we can do all kinds of things. Um, that's interesting. I'll try that too. I shared another photo. It looks like it's mostly of a, and that's a shungai fountain, by the way. There's probably a, a thousand pounds of shungai in there, just huge chunks all all throughout, moving water, of course. You can't because that's just an image, you can't see that. But I tried to share it because you can kind of see the tall pyramid Walt was talking about in the back right corner. So you kind of stuck between, I mean, literally right near over a thousand pounds of shungite um, <laughs> as well. And then that, by the way, Walt, if you look at the photo I just shared um, toward the pyramid in the middle there, you'll see a, I don't know, 75 pound chunk of raw rose quartz. And there's actually three of those kind of strategically placed, not randomly, in that same area. So we have hundreds of pounds of just quartz crystal as well. Wow. It's a, it's a crazy energy place. And the things, yeah, like I said, the people, the first, it's their, it is so many people's first time feeling energies. It is uncountable now um, because they get in and they're open. We have a little sign up that you can't quite see that says, hey, this pyramid, we suggest for this one, that and the other one. And yet, half the people will call, try and call BS. Well, I'm not going to feel anything, and then eyes pop out of their heads almost. And you know, oh my gosh, it's it's funny. And it's been going on for years. We don't; these are free. We have never charged anything from day one, and they've always been up. In fact, I have a third one I'm going to build, um, and we just keep those there uh, for people to experience. Thank you, Nick, for the uh, image. Did you see in underneath the last one you posted? He's Giving us a yeah. visual of where this area is that Walt's talking about. That's cool. I see it now. Awesome. That is really cool. Thank you, Nick. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. Idea. That's what I was going to say. Is that around the area with that little wooden, and that's a piece of that's a redwood. Oh, and those are redwood. Those um, odd-looking little tables um, that kind of look like mushrooms. It's it's from um, repurposed redwood. Nobody chopping redwoods, of course. It was from. Uh, from the redwood forest in California, there's a couple individuals that can work with this wood of fallen branches, or I'm not sure. I think that's how they get from storms. But that's what that is. Um, so then we have that just insane red, California redwood energy, which is definitely a part of that recipe in that area. Um, and I didn't know that going into it. I just thought, oh, cool looking tables. Let's set them over here. Mm -mm. They, they weren't just sat there randomly, to my surprise. They definitely had an effect. Well, you've been to the Redwood Forest. What, what's the mm -hmm. energy in that? Well, the last time I was there was when one of the trees, a 27-foot diameter tree, so around, um, I walked up and tucked my pendants, cosmic silver or shungai pendants, in the bark and left it there. And I luckily I had my face to the tree because, you know, I kind of see myself as a kind of a tough guy. You know, I'm not going to cry in public. Oh, no. Boy, did that sucker open up my heart chakra, and I was crying. I'm like, what the heck? And it was like people behind me, and then started literally just chatting to me in my head. Um, and it was not just that one tree, but it was definitely that one. It pushed – it It didn't take energy off of me. It, like, blasted me with energy. So um, just from the energy level, what that meant. I, so that happened. And then just communication. Uh, appreciation. It was. That was that, oh, it literally said <laughs> That was part, I wasn't getting that part, but that's literally, you said, we appreciate what you're doing, blah, 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 and goes in the whole story. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm talking to, I mean, I've talked to animals, I've talked to, to ghost spirits, all kinds of stuff that people wouldn't believe. 
I, I mean, I know trees are aware, conscious, empty. I know all that, but to have a 27 foot diameter and it was not a small tree, of course, hit you with the energy of, I'm just going to call that part of the forest because it wasn't just from that tree. It was crazy. It just blew my mind. Um, and if I'm saying it that way, it was a big deal. Well, now, did you find that the messaging that came through, even though it was telepathic, was rather slow? When I talk to the mother tree here, it's like I have to wait for the signal to come through. It's not. No, it was uh, normal. It was. It was normal. It was normal. Well, you got a tree that normal. you got a tree that big, and you were you you're more prepared for it. So I just wondered. Also, the time has changed. Well, that's 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 true. Yeah, the telepathy meant. I mean, uh, I thought I talked to a lot of spirits. Now that I'm into the plants, I'm talking to the plants. You know, and it's it's just nature. I'll turn that differently. Nature energies communicated through the tree. So, uh, just to give you more visualization, I like all of a sudden I see an eyeballs and nose and mouth on the tree. Starting, I know nobody thought that. But uh, it wasn't just that tree. And I knew that instantaneously because the, again, vague term energies came in from the whole surrounding forest area and communicated to me through that one receptor. That's the best I can give you on that. And I don't know how or why, but it was not just that tree. So it was, I would loosely call it nature energies. I know that's odd, but I don't well, have all a the, all the All the trees are connected. Now we know oh, sure. we know energetically there's there's a tree weave, uh, but there's a, there's a specific redwood tree weave. But more importantly than even our knowing this as metaphysicians and energy workers, they have found that the entire root systems are connected. And for all you know, you were talking to the mama tree, because they can you know <clears throat> they, they, it's just fascinating. If you get the time, go. I don't even know how you'd Google it, but there are, and these are like universities doing this study, and it's so, it's so yeah, right up there. That's right, um, and it's Anastasia so. is right. What, Nancy? Nothing. Oh, nothing. Nothing superior to nature. The internet existed millions of years before the the internet was <laughs> <Yeah>. ever conceived. <laughs> Nancy Walt, you guys remember the ringing cedars, of course, and why they would take that piece of tree and gift it out and all that whole story, and I'm going quickly for a reason. Okay, those two tables in this area, imagine how old that tree is, and then the frequencies, energies that it existed in for how long. So that was a, do you see what I'm saying with that one, Nancy, on these being pieces? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, the, the redwoods want their branches doesn't mean everybody's going up to taking stuff off the ground. Don't do that. Don't even take a pine cone from the area. But there are certain times when a branch falls in a certain area where it is. It's like saying, okay, this needs to be gifted. It'll drop in the middle of the road. There's an example. Something like that where you don't have a choice but to go get it. The uh, the people who take care of that part of the park will say. And then there's certain individuals that they'll get access to and they'll do things like this. But long story, and that's the 3D version. Uh, theoretically, uh-uh. it's about getting a piece of that tree into different people's energy fields because a whole lot of people are going to come through mystical wares, thousands, and go try and drive these pyramids. Well, guess what they're now surrounded with? Again, the redwood frequency. So they don't have to go buy and what maybe Nancy will elaborate on, a piece of cedar pendant to wear around your neck. Uh Uh-uh. You can come in and sit around these trees. So you don't even have to go to Northern California. Um, So that's one of the reasons this whole recipe is kind of a big deal here. It's not just copper pyramids. 
the Shanghai fountains, the redwood, it's all of it and the individuals. So it's like a chorus of energies that you can benefit from. Well, let's take a course of energy from the music of Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People. And welcome back to Shanghai Reality, the second hour. It's November 1st, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Mark Joseph, and Walt Silva. And is Jalissa on the call now or not? Hello, I'm here. Yes, you are. Can you hear me okay? Yes, you're a little loud. Okay, I'll move my mic. Yeah, move that. Is that better? Well, I don't know. you got to (laughs) talk. Talk to me. How's that? Is this okay? A little more if you can. A little lower. Okay. How about now? Better. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh So, um, 
Okay, let's just stop for a second and say, Mark, is there something you wanted to add to that conversation? We go off on these things, and, and Mark has, just listens and takes notes. No, that's the best. So uh, regarding the Shungite Fountain, there is an MP3 download, I think, on the <coughs> site. Uh, <coughs> people want to use that just as a background noise thing. I don't even think you need to have to hear the audio, but just to play it on the cell phone for the frequency. Um, let me see what else. Oh, so there's a thing in, in biogeometry because I took their basic course where there's a lot of pyramids all over the world. Um, the most obvious ones are, are Central America and Egypt where they have a line that goes from the middle of um, the apex, the highest point. Yeah, from, from on, and it goes down each side and it's like a equal sides. It's like a line down the middle of each side. And so according to biogeometry, that's a way of balancing out the negative energy um, in all pyramids. I don't know if, if Walt and Derek um, know anything about that or if that, that's a thing they've found. Is is this a line going down the center phase, or uh, can you describe it again? Sorry. Um, it's just a line in the middle of the foundation, and that, and that goes all the way to the top. It's on each side of the pyramid. So I've seen this in uh, the stepping pyramid in, in Central America, and also in. in it's a line going. It's vertical in the center of the pyramid, or is, or yeah. is it going all the way to the top mm-hmm, on each side? But when you say it, okay. These are four lines, or is it a single line? Um, four lines if the pyramid has four sides, from the very bottom to the very top. So the line is in the plane of the face? Yeah. Because one of the things that, if you pay attention to the top view, not all the pyramids are alike. And I noticed that there is a, a particular thing with the structure of the pyramid, is that the face is not perfectly flat. It's like, uh, instead of being perfectly flat, it kind of tends to be indented toward the middle. You know, have you concave. seen that in the photos? It's concave. Yeah. So maybe that's the line that you're describing? Yeah, let me see if I can post a picture in chat to better illustrate, but uh, and maybe like a description. So I'll just set that topic off to the side. Um, yeah, I'm looking right now through some images to try and see those lines. Um, I'm just not seeing it. I just wanted to make it biogeometry specific, so I'll find a description and an exact picture. Um, the pyramids were, even that, of course, I, that's, uh, I was actually laughing when I was meeting when Walt was talking, explaining, uh, of course, about the, how they're not a tomb, because, uh, and now that Walt just if it thought that, do people actually still believe they were tombs? I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm like, that can't really be a thing anymore, is it? But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, another use they were, of course, energy generators, energy, a whole lot of things. Um, I think a radio. You could stand in certain areas, hold certain tools. One of them, many people will know, would be the onk, that kind of like almost like a cross, but with a rounded top looking thing. Um, that was an energy tool they would hold in front of you tune certain frequencies through that towards your chakras and there's a whole lot I'm going really fast but there's a whole thing to that that's also what they would do at certain times and reasons in there in the pyramids um, it was, it was, they do a whole lot of things in there not just um, generate energy 
But again, if, if you're aware enough and you've gone through, I don't know, I'll just say you've already picked up certain frequencies, you can then go in there to get them attuned or aligned so they're more accessible and usable. Um, and then they like to call that in, in this neck of the woods nowadays, chakra activations, and things like that. Um, but you have to be able to have it done. It's not like you just walk in off the street, say, oh, here's my five bucks, I chakra activation. Oh, no, that's not a thing either. But they did do it in there as well. Well, let me tell you a story that happened back in the 90s. And it was uh, the early 90s, like 93 time frame. Myself and two other people, one whose name is Curtis, who was extremely talented, very much like Walt in that he was always making copper devices. He had not the knowledge that Walt has, but he had the magic in that he would just follow the, you know, I got to build this thing. I don't know what it does. Um, And then Peter, who is not particularly energy sensitive at all, he just believes in all this stuff. So I've gotten a download that I've got to build something. And so I diligently go to the Home Depot and buy the copper piping that they want. Still no concept of what I'm building. But I got all these pieces. I'm talking about, you know, like, oh, I don't know, over a dozen, easily over a dozen pieces of copper. The the long one, <laughs> 10 feet. Is it? No, 8 feet. Is it 8 or 10 with copper? No, it's eight. Is it ten? I don't remember. I think it's ten. Um, I don't remember either. Yeah, but I think it's ten. Um, so we get out there, and they're going like, so what do we do with this? And I go like, I ask, what do we do with this? Well, we ended up building over the matter of hours this structure that took, um, let me see, was there six? I think it was six feet like legs okay and they were put into the ground so that you had six feet of in the surface of copper of tubing tubing okay then on top of that i don't even know how we did this on top of that they had us put a circle of copper attached to the legs and on top of the circle was a Giza-style pyramid that was based on the full length, 8 or 10, of the copper. So this was a very, very tall structure. And they started us out with, okay, we've got to make this circle thing. You know, we had no idea what we were making. We've got to make it a circle thing. So we make the circle thing. And then we're going like, oh, and then the rest of oh, we want a pyramid on top of it. So we actually built the pyramid on the circle before we knew about the legs. Because then we ended up having these pieces of copper, and I'm going like, what are these for? Oh, they want legs. So we had to go and put the legs in and then attach the this other structure, the circle with the pyramid, on top of these legs. And we did it. We got it secured. I mean, it was like unbelievable. And uh, the other part of this this story is 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 equally and fascinating, because one day I come home. From, I, w- I was working a midnight to eight shift, <clears throat> and I came home, and I'm like, "You got? I'm hearing you got to go out to the backyard. Yeah, backyard. And I go, what do I have to go to the backyard? 
I mean, I just gotten home, and I get to the yard, and all of a sudden, I got to go to the backyard. So I'm going to the backyard, and I'm just following, you know, okay, where am I going? And I find a, a, a large pile of scaffolding, you know, the stuff you put around a building in order to be able to stand on and, and paint or build or whatever, scaffolding. And it's like, I, I don't know, there something like 15 different pieces of this stuff, and they were all six feet long. And I, I'm looking at this pile of stuff. I, I had seen it. I, I got an acre of land. It's very overgrown. I had seen this but not paid much attention to it because there were other weird things on the property. And I, I'm looking at this pile, and I'm going like, oh, good Lord, what do you want us to do with this? You know? And so I, they, they said, you got to build something with it. And I'm going like, well, what is it? And, and about that time, I had a guest staying with me. And she was one of the most talented psychic people I've ever known. She actually was one of the first people to put together psychic telephone uh, businesses. <clears throat> very, very uh, knowledgeable, very connected. And she's she just just has woken up. And I, I see her coming out of the house, and I yell to her, Get your pyramid. So she turns around, gets the pyramid, and she's got a cup of coffee and a pyramid, and she comes out, and she says... Um, what? And I said, I've got to take this pile of stuff and build something. I don't even know where I'm supposed to build it. And she said, oh, okay, so you need to know. Okay. And she's half asleep, and she starts walking around doing a pendulum thing. And she says, over here, and the thing is on the other side of the yard. You know, and I'm like, you couldn't have had it right next to it? No, you got to. Uh. So I had to take each one. Now, this is when I was young and strong. I had to take each one of these pieces, bring it over there, and then put them together like a jigsaw puzzle. And when I finished, it had a two long sides and then two panels, but the two panels met. It was like a, a, an arrow type of thing at, this, at the ends of it. So you had these two parallel scaffolding uh, what would you call it, structure, just a structure, and then at the end, it was like, you know, arrows coming off of it. So I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. This was before we started the pyramid thing. And I'm going, like, this is very interesting. What's this all about? And later that day, uh, it was actually, I, it probably was the next day, I was went back to reading uh, The Keys of Enoch. And I opened it up to where the bookmark was, and I turned the page. And when I turned the page, the exact same structure I had just created was a drawing in this on this page. And I'm looking at it, going like, "Oh my God!" And it was referenced as being a Merkaba, and that was virtually the first time I ever heard the word Merkaba. And uh, I said, okay, whatever whatever I built was really something special. But not only had I built it, I had been led to the most powerful area of the yard and then outlined this energy field. So then we build this crazy-ass structure with the copper and the pyramids and everything else and brought it over and put it over this structure. And for the next five or six years, we had unbelievable ceremonies in there. 
the most people I had in there at one time was about 25. And we had all sorts. I got drums and music, and we would make this music. We, I, it was so unbelievably magical. Uh, one time, the entire sky changed. And it wasn't me. I didn't even notice it at first. Somebody else said, what happened to the sky? And you looked at it. It was totally, totally different. It was like they were putting us in different energy fields, different realities. It was almost like our own little spaceship. Uh, but again, what I found fascinating, why I thought about this, was the fact that by having the pyramid up in the air like that, the real energy work that we were doing below it was in the... That's when I realized that every pyramid has a, a, a duplicate energetic version of itself underneath it. And so we were essentially working in the lower quarter of the reflected pyramid. Does that make sense? Did anybody follow me? Hello? I have a hard time uh, visualizing that Merkaba because of all the different pieces to it. I wish you had a picture of it. That would be nice. Let's see if I... Well, I don't know because, I, no, at that time I didn't... I was led not to take pictures. And, oh. the, and the reason for it was that um, by taking a picture you sort of froze it into a given timeline. And they didn't want it in a specific timeline because they knew that the timelines were going to be shifting. I never take pictures when I'm doing this kind of work because it locks it into the timeline where that picture exists. Strange. But my point being is that there is other levels of these pyramids and I think when you look at the what's in the underneath the pyramids, like in Mexico and stuff, they've got some really, really, really weird things like uh, mercury and uh, what's the other one? But the mercury was the one that was stunning because there's a pool of mercury. And you don't naturally create this pool. Of, I mean, it's not a natural thing. Uh so Mercury is somehow part of the mix of these power stations, of these these pyramids. And the other thing that's interesting about these sites, these places where we've got these pyramids or the Stonehenge and all these other magical kind of, we think of them as being, being megalithic and magical. But there's a, I was watching uh, uh, Ancient Aliens, and this man began to get, he was studying all of the different sites. I don't remember his name. don't think I even heard it. Um, studying all the sites. And in architecture, because he, he, was an, he, was, he worked in architecture, uh, he, he said that in architecture you really do pay attention to the cardinal points when you're building things. And he said that holds true throughout most of the megalithic structures he said but some of them were not they weren't north south east west positioned it was they weren't so then he hears about Heathgrove I think his name is I'm not sure and his concept of the 
poles shifting and and that the North Pole has not been exactly where it is. It it it's shifted over, you know. Well, he figured, looking at that data that was being presented concerning the shifting poles, and it was stated that, okay, you got the one today, but then there's another one 50,000 years ago, and then 100,000 years ago there was another one. And if he took the alignment of those structures, those you know ancient structures that weren't conforming to the north-south relationship now, he found out that they completely were correct if it was a if this place was fifty thousand years ago, and then there was one that it was complete if it was a hundred thousand years ago. So this is a part of science that is now like whoa, <clears throat> how old is this planet? I mean, how old is a civilization on it? Because that's blowing away all of the timetables that they have. So, just, you know, passing on some information I heard on Ancient Alien. <laughs> Anybody there? So, we talked to Julissa. Hello? Well, I wanted to mention. Hello, something. I'm here. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's awesome. You can go ahead, Walt. No, I just wanted. Um... At the beginning of the show, uh, Mark mentioned something about uh, cesium, that they were using cesium in something, and I, it was so it was such a quick mention that I, 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 don't, I couldn't place it has something to do with 5G. And it made me think, I wonder if Sixto Pass is involved with it, this guy who supposedly is a South American contactee. And one of the things that the people in his group believe is that when you when you're in in contact with the extraterrestrials, you 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 get these cesium crystals uh, that appear on you, the palms of your hand. It's part of their belief system or something. And I and I and it made me think like, hmm, that's it, that's interesting. There pe these people are using cesium now to do uh, 5G experiments or something, but. Uh, it, it was something that uh, Mark mentioned so so fast and in passing. I just wanted to ask him what is it that he was talking about. Sorry. Okay, so um, I'll I'll preface it by saying because I, I, on my Telegram I, I put the word cesium, uh, and, and so initially it was mentioned by Dr. Mark Trozzi, T R O Z Z I, on extensive lab analysis finds numerous undeclared substances in COVID shots that don't belong in the human body. So. It's all of these metals, cesium, barium, cobalt, iron, chromium, titanium, aluminum, silicon, sulfur. So there's a wrong video on that that's been going around, but the specific reference was on the SGT report, October 30th, um, Todd Callender and Dr. Villay, uh, um podcast. So I'll just play maybe a couple minutes of it and, and wanted to get Walt and Derek's take as far as um, how Shungite can help with this. Uh, Them that Dr. Fleet just hit on. We've really got to embrace, we've got to understand this is one of many vectors of death that is being pursued against humanity. We're in the middle of a genocide, whether it's a genocide by the shots or the death camps we call hospitals or a nuclear exchange is, is almost immaterial. We're under attack as a species. 
and, and part of that is to genetically modify us, which is what I'm, I'm actually arguing over at the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. But that genetic modification, by the way, is dependent on hydrogel. This is something created by DARPA. And in hydrogel, in the last week, we've come to find the most secret and key ingredient in it is cesium-137. And I wanted to get uh, with Dr. Vliedman, I think she's just become aware of this, that you know, this is a, a radioactive material, and it's in the hydrogel that is also now being included in um, insulin. So they're putting it in all injectables, whether that's your tetanus shot or insulin. They are they are uploading into people the operating system. That's what that's what this whole COVID thing was about: was how to install the hydrogel, how to install the lipid nanoparticles. And and I really wanted to understand from Dr. Vleet. I don't know if she's got there yet. How do we remove cesium-137 from our bodies? I've heard the charcoal, uh, activated charcoal does it, but you must have better knowledge than I do. I, so she didn't have an answer in that podcast. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's the, the quote. Well, but if she, if he's quoting uh, activated charcoal, I mean, shungite is carbon. It's in yeah. the fa- it's a, not only not only is it an active form of carbon, but it's a sentient form of carbon. So if that's all it takes to turn this thing off or neutralize it or just take it out of the, of the body. That that's it. So this is this this is goes along. Um, this is in alignment with the what thing we were talking about last time with Nick, is that it all has to do with consent. If you are not consenting to something, then it it can't stay in your body for long, because it, once you be the problem is when you're not aware. I mean, you are aware of this that for the for thousands of years, what what have, was the secret ingredient of the cabal to get their stuff done? Secrecy, secrecy, and more secrecy. And when you're done with that, put more secrets in. I mean. They could get away with whatever they got away with because nobody knew any better. But once you, your awareness comes into play, once the human consciousness comes into play, then it's another game altogether. Now the, comes the, the thing called choice. There might be people who hate themselves and they want to choose the, the bad stuff. But if people are aware and they're saying no I don't consent to this uh, I don't care what they're throwing at you it's not going to work because you're not consenting human consciousness over- overrides all these all these material things it's, I, I've been repeating for the longest time in all the shows creation is from the top down not from the bottom up so it, it, I don't care what they do at the material level. That is not more powerful than human consciousness. That's not going to override human consciousness. The human consciousness has the last word. And if you're if you're choosing no, if you say no, I don't want this. I'm not going to have any. It's not going to work. Uh, in fact, I, I saw a video with by Inelia and Larry yesterday, and that's one of the things that she mentioned. Uh, what when people are not consenting to something, it's, it, it becomes ineffective. The minute, the minute you <coughs> are not consenting to something at the conscious level, that something becomes, it's neutralized, it's ineffective, no matter how, how they want to convince you. Well, what is their number one weapon? Their propaganda, their, their marketing. Oh, this is most, the most powerful thing. This is the most impressive thing. This, nobody can defeat this. Oh, this is the strongest thing. Oh, I, uh, 
this is, the their advertising is scarier than anything they put out. Fear, uh, fear is a powerful thought form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark, did you did was that the answer you were looking for? Yeah. Okay. Showing up becoming more important than gold, so everybody stock up and share. It'll make a great barter item. Um, that's kind of all I got. Back to Julissa. She was. I was going to say, Julissa, is there anything from the, yeah, from the bench or something <laughs> else you had to? Uh, well, I missed when you guys were chatting earlier about um, the Mysticores Halloween party that we had. Um, I heard some of it, and you're talking about how the building got heated up. Um, I'm not sure if. So, of course, we have heater heat in the building, uh, but we have our back break room that is always freezing. We haven't been able to get the, the heat or the furnace uh, fixed in there. And back there was hot, too, which is like that never happens. Like, it, it's just so funny, like how our building was just like so hot that day. And of course, like we understand why. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I know that you talked about that already earlier. Um I'm not sure if you mentioned that, Derek, at all. Yeah, but I forgot about, no. No, I forgot about yeah. the break room. So. Yeah, our break room and, like, our garage are, like, freezing, <laughs> like, all the time, even during the summer. It's always cold. So that um, those rooms were hot, which is, you know. Julissa, uh, I've got a question for you. Um, Derek mentioned that the people that came to this event um, were newbies, Oh yes. What yes. why what 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 kind of interpretation do you take that for some reason because how did they get drawn to it if they don't know about the radio stations or the fact that it exists at all? Oh, people are looking people are always looking for events. Like we're a small it's a small town here, so not always a whole lot going on. So as soon as somebody says, "Oh, costume Halloween party," they're going to probably be drawn to that first. Um, but then, you know, we announced that there's going to be tarot card reader, a palm reader, and a crystal ball reader. And so uh, we are just, uh, Olivia and I, we planned it. We were kind of more just, just wanted to have more fun with it. Of course, you know, it's very serious, very real, which we all know. Um, but a lot of the people, they just, they had no idea. They were just here more for the fun of it, for the, like, thinking that it was, I guess, pretend or a game. Um, but then once they were here, they were all moved by the information that they were shown because, of course, we know that it's real. So it just um, opened their awareness, and that's not what we were going for. We were just trying to, you know, lighten things up and, you know, have fun um, because things can get pretty heavy. So. No, did do you, do you have anything that stood out? Did somebody say something to you that was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe this is the most amazing place I've ever seen"? Oh yeah, I mean it was crowded. Like people were coming in costumes, and it was just you know we were super busy. So, um, you know, people were just like, "Wow, I had no idea," or "Didn't you know this was here?" They just you know saw that the Halloween. Thing was going on so you know like caught their attention and they came in and they're just like wow I didn't know this existed um, but that happens like on a daily basis uh, already without an event going on so that was just 
you know, people, local people, like finding out about us. There's still so many people that have no idea that we exist. <laughs> it, it boggles my mind. You know, I, I was born and raised here. So, um, it, yeah, like I said, I, small I, town. <laughs> I guess it's true that if you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, uh, Derek, do you have anything you wanted to, to mention or? No, I was just trying to think of that in the background too. Um, oh. no, cause go ahead. Okay. Because I do, I want to, I want to ask Walt uh, or to, to ask Walt to explain to people why I'm a reflector. <laughs> Who's going to understand? <laughs> no, but but okay, I'll, I'll give you the background. He sends me this email and says, "Look, this phone message," and says something like, "Oh, gasp or something." See your email, and I go to the email, and it says that all all this time that we've been talking human design, he told me I was a projector, and I felt very comfortable. It sounded very real to me. I mean, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, now he, oh, he had asked me earlier in the day to give him my information, which is your, you know, where you were born, what was the date, and what was the time. And I thought he had already done this, but apparently not, <laughs> because then he decided that I was a reflector. And so 1% of the population, according to these people that study this, are reflectors and I'm like okay this is very interesting <laughs> but you know I, I don't understand it Walt I mean it's like can you kind of explain to the people and myself you know what do, what is this because you hardly ever talk about it because it's only one percent of the people that okay I uh, I can give you I can give you a reading on on the definition of it and it's far better but I, I want to, before I do that, I want to give you um, an image of how a reflector is different from everybody else and why they are significant in history. They've always existed. It's unfortunate that they were used negatively because all the human types have something that they want in their existence. For example, Derek is a generator generators what they what they seek is satisfaction they want to know that their energy was used correctly so they want satisfaction I'm a projector projectors what they want in life is uh, success when when they're not being seen when they're not being effective they get bitter uh, in the case of generators they get frustrated because their energy is not being used correctly well the reflector is so different. What they seek in life is to be surprised, because the, their their not self theme is they're always disappointed, always disappointed. Why? Because they they want to be surprised. What they're they're looking for what is different in in the crowd, what is different in the herd. Why do I say they were used negatively? Because they have this power, this capability to determine, you know, how people are, are breaking away from the mind game, breaking away from the conditioning. 
they were used for negative purposes. For example, the Nazis, they could send a reflector, let's say there's a gathering or there's a meeting of many, I don't know, a hundred people or even a thousand people, um, but someone in that crowd is a traitor. Someone in that crowd, I don't know, maybe he's planning to kill the, the, the Third Reich or he's planning to a coup, whatever. Somebody is breaking away from the crowd, from the n normally accepted crowd. The reflector would be sent and he would just look at the crowd and he would point that one. And they knew. They knew exactly, yeah, that person is not towing the land. That person is not who is it. He says he's a diehard uh, Nazi. He's not. He wants to kill Hitler, you know, something like that. They had the power to see who is breaking away from the crowd. So for that reason, they were used for, you know, like always, you know, the, the Kabbalah always looking to uh, exploit things. That's why the reflectors were used, because they knew who was breaking away, who's, because the reflector wants to be surprised. Why? They are... They're, they're, they, okay, was human design known back at that time, or is this just... No, but, but they knew about energy, and this is all about energy and mechanics. So they just knew that certain people had that talent, because I don't think I have that talent. I... I I've worked with some people that turned out to I think you're wrong. <laughs> okay. I think you're wrong. You know why? Because it's like, what happens is that in your particular, uh, remember I sent you the email with the life purpose? Because you have that particular life purpose where you, that's why you, you have it built in. You, you, you're not doing it because you're ignorant or because you're stupid. It's, it's, it's your desire. You're looking at the good in people. It's, it's built into you. You want to see the people, you know, <clears throat> get ahead and shine and be acknowledged for who they are. So un unfortunately, you deal. That's why you you're constantly dealing with a disappointment. Like for example, uh, there was one time when your your ex president uh, could do no wrong, but unfortunately, you were disappointed. He, he turned out to be a crook. But it, it wasn't your fault, you didn't do it on purpose, is that it was your desire to see the best, that they can be the best, they can be good, they can shine. It's he, what you want, <laughs> that's what he, you, you want for humanity to shine. He's talking about the president of the Shungite Reality nonprofit organization, not the president of the United States. But <laughs> I, I have to say that I do have some disappointment there too. But you're right. I always look for the good in people. Yeah. And okay. you know, it, it may. I mean, I can say it's your incarnation cross. It's in your incarnation cross. Yeah. So if you, um, if you don't mind, I'll tell people what your uh, your incarnation cross is. Uh, hold on a second. Okay. While he's doing that, um, you can now go to his website. And you'll see a tab that says Human Design. Just click on that, and he'll tell you what information that he needs uh, from you. Your, you know what I said earlier, and um, you just send that in and tell him. You know, do you want a yeah. report or do you want a, uh, a session with him so he can just talk to you about it? And it's a surefire way for me to make enemies because 
when you get your report, you're not going to love me at all. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to see how how you are not yourself, and it's like, oh God, I hate you. I I don't want to know this. So uh, I don't I don't think I'm going to make many friends with human design. But in any way, uh, it's useful to you. It's what you need. Is what you need to know to be your true self. So, as I was saying, in your case, you are a reflector, and your incarnation cross is like your life's purpose. In your case, uh, your incarnation cross is the left angle cross of prevention. That's the name of it. I know it doesn't mean anything to you, but this is what it means. As the cross of prevention, you speak from a place of love and caution guiding others to prevent following patterns or paths where they might, might get hurt. Though your goal is to lovingly help others to avoid a negative experience, your guidance is not always welcome. Make sure you follow your human design type and strategy, and most of the time this energy will be fully accepted by the recipient. So when I read this, I said, this is Nancy. That, that you, you, your experiences show this. Your guidance is not always welcome, even though you're trying to help people. Okay, not get hurt. Like uh, your story with this young man who, you know, super intelligent, super bright. But unfortunately, he got, he was uh, sabotaged by the uh, the ego game, and you did your best to help him, but you couldn't. And he had a negative out- out- outcome. So. Very negative outcome. Um, okay, this makes me think back to another one of those perplexing things that came about when JP did a ray reading on me. Um, now that that I don't even understand what's behind it, uh, but he was that was what he did. So yeah, okay, I'll do. A no, session. he did a he did a uh, ray because he dealt with the rays. The different, the the first ray and the second ray and the, and the, I remember that. He never explained how he did it. I I know that he did that thing. And he something is the first ray or the second ray and and what and, and well, that's he, when he, I think he was using a pendulum and he would count, and you would get uh, a number number for the ray. What what number is this ray? You know, in strength in your in your profile. And uh, he gets to the physical, and he's like counting one, two, three, four, five, six, and he starts to laugh, and he goes all the way up to ten, and by the time he gets to ten, he's like hysterically laughing. I'm going, what in the hell? And he said, I've never seen anybody get any kind of a reading like this in the physical. I said, well, what does that mean? He says, you got the Rolls Royce of a body. <laughs> You know, and and I'm like, I felt really bad because I I go around telling people, oh, don't worry about that. It's not going to hurt you. You know, and I'm going like, well, it might not hurt me, but maybe it's hurting other people. Maybe I shouldn't be so, you know, you know, and um, but I always wondered about that. Why would I have a Rolls Royce? So my question here is the human design. Does it also set up a physical body that may or may not be healthier than others just because of the design and the environment that's causing people to, I mean, obviously I've pretty much living my design. Would that reflect in the ray readings, you know, that I've got a Rolls Royce of a body because if you're all balanced, if you're really your genuine self, you're not, you shouldn't get sick. 
right? Mm. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting view. Uh, I cannot answer because I I don't know that part. I would have to. I guess I I guess I would have had to study the the career. Um, I don't know. I do not know at this particular time if that's the case. Well, let's assume it's true. So if you get, if you get <laughs> if you get to your genuine self, if you really you know another reason for understanding this human design. Well, that's the thing is that you you've always uh, live you without knowing human design, you always lived your design, which people don't people don't live the, the, their design. And that's why that's why I'm saying it's important for people to understand what that is because your own experiences you related was that you were like oh no 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 this is hogwash no 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 but then you you, you didn't let it didn't let go of you and eventually you realized well yeah that is what's happening if I adjust that then I'm going to be better for it it's a learning process of how to interact with your environment. And if you're interacting positively with your environment, then yeah, your whole energy field is going to be balanced. If you got a balanced energy field, you're going to be healthy. Yeah, like well, for example, your your aura is so radically different from everybody. Um, for example, let me let me read this part for you. The fundamental difference with a reflector is the nature of their electromagnetic aura. Our human aura represents the holistic field that uniquely surrounds each and every one of us. This aura is our personal electromagnetic signature and tells every living being around us what we're all about. This aura extends up to three meters around the entire circumference of our body. Having an aura also gives us the ability to read and interpret other people's auras. The reflector aura is a resistant aura that does two things uniquely. Firstly, it samples or tastes the auras of the people around it by taking in only a little piece of what it receives. Secondly, it reflects back all of, all of what it receives from the other person. This resist, resistant aura works as a protection mechanism for the reflector, protection from being overwhelmed by the emotions and energies of the other people around them. It, also, it, it is also what makes the reflector seem like a chameleon to the rest of us, a chameleon that just blends in with whatever is around it. R reflectors become their environment. They do this quite naturally, but often feel invisible to others because of it. Other people will always see aspects of themselves when they meet a reflector, so reflectors need to be aware of whom they are in a relationship with. A reflector should watch themselves interact with other people to see what negative and positive aspects those people will bring to our, into our relationship. If the person with a, with a reflector is positive and happy, the reflector will reflect that. But if they are corrupt or manipulative, they will also reflect that behavior. So reflectors should spend some time becoming aware of what is actually them and what they are reflecting. It will take some practice, and only over time they will get to know their real selves. Reflector, reflectors are walking around in a protective auric bubble, which doesn't connect deeply at all to other people. And this makes personal relationships more difficult for reflectors than for the rest of us. The closest any other aura comes to the reflector is the manifestor aura. The manifestor doesn't sample or reflect the auras of other people, it repels those auras. However, just like the reflector, 
The manifesto aura is designed as a resistant protective shield from the aura of other people. And that's that was your case. You you uh, you were telling me you you didn't re develop a very close intimate relationship with your parents, and that's natural. I mean, Raru who would who would speak about that? <laughs> he would say, when uh, a couple goes back home from the hospital with their reflector baby, the husband looks at the baby and say says, "Are you sure this is our baby? Are you sure they didn't switch babies in the hospital?" <laughs> because they they can't make that connection. They don't feel that, okay, this is not my kid. I, I can't feel, and, for, uh, and I've seen it in real life because, for example, my mother's oldest uh, nephew, his wife was raised by her grandmother. Even though her mother is alive and lives in the same time, the, the mother just didn't care for her, didn't feel any connection at, at, at all. So she was raised by the grandmother. So I see this as a theme because she's the not the only one I know, and the other person also happens to be a reflector. So that there's that thing where people want to connect and they can't. So only you can say, only you're Nancy. So only you can say whether this rings true to you or not. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I, I, I think I have. Oh, I, I know I have a lot of friends, but most of them are in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, listen, we're down to the last eight minutes here. Does anybody want to, you know, ask a question or bring something else up? Why do I keep getting this? I don't. Okay. Uh, Mark, <laughs> go ahead, Jalissa. Oh, um, did you talk about our new Zenner cards? Oh, no, no. You can if you want. Well, how about you do it? Because you made them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you can explain what Zenner cards are. Okay, yeah, what she's talking about, so real quickly, um, that's a good idea, though. Thank you. Um, Zenner cards are available on a website. Zenner cards are side cards, ESP cards, telepathy cards. You know, they're Often what you've seen, five cards with different symbols on the backs, wavy lines, a star, a circle, a square. Um, and I'm blanking out on the other one right now, but it doesn't matter. There's five symbols. And basically, you'll just lay these cards face down. And, and these have been around for who knows how long, forever. I didn't invent anything. I just remade a Mystical Wares version that we now sell that you can use. And again, you lay them face down, and you use your own intuition to intuit which symbol is on which card and or you can use a pendulum or whatever energy device you're um, adept at and that's just one way we're thinking of as a workout for your intuition and by doing things like that and you can either lay five cards down or 25 either way you have those five symbols to work with and the percentages of your accuracy will go up as you use these it's kind of almost impossible not to it's like lifting weights well if you actually put some effort and lift the weight up even if you don't do it right, something's going to grow and expand, you know, a muscle somewhere and or your intuition in this case. Now, you bundled that uh, card, the cards with uh, a pendulum, correct? That they can. Yeah, I think I, and I added on a, there's a couple options, but there's a Shungite pendulum, so we do some discounts in there. Um, but yeah, you can get the cards with a little baggie and there's a, a description card or information card, I guess you can say, and a pendulum if you choose to available on the website. 
And why would you bring the, those cards with a pendulum? Because they're not necessarily connected, or are they? Well, no. Some people don't trust their own intuition. They just want to use, or they just get better clarity using a tool like that. So it's not a, a better or worse thing, just a different thing. So maybe you want to hold your pendulum over the card, and because maybe your bio field is a more heightened sense than your third eye, there's lots of ways. So And the pendulum may start swinging around the card. So now you don't have to rely on your imagination you get that 3D perspective of seeing some energy device swinging in your hand. And it's, it's good any which way you go at it, but that's just an option. You don't have to have a pendulum. I mean, you throw a pile of rocks on the table and give it a, a way to you know communicate back with you, and that'll give you input. Um, so th there's lots of ways. So what else you got? Anything? Well, you're going to do the dragons. When Are they going to be up on for sale? Yeah, they're up there now. Um, and that's yeah, they're up there now, and they're you know they're kind of high end because they are. I do print them for those who understand 3D printing solid, so I'm not like um, doing a percentage where they're more hollow. You can think um, I print them 100 percent, so they're dense, they're strong, they they really move and articulate. Like I said, lots of steps. And Julius is actually the one I'm applying the shungite, shungite and silver, so the S4 resin on the dragons as well. So there's several stages, and they're up there now, Nancy. I think they're on the website. Awesome. I'm going to go look, but yeah, they're up there. Yeah, when he when he showed me that first dragon that had come up, the first first one he birthed. <laughs> I'm going to birth some dragons mm -hmm. today, and he had the picture of it. I said to him, uh, "Make sure you you keep an eye on that particular one because obviously, if it can sh shoot out a you know a plasma ball of organ or whatever it is, you know it's it's." It's keep an eye on it. <clears throat> and a little bit later, we were having a discussion because he had he, when he showed it to me raw right out of the out of the uh, printer, and then they did the shungite and everything else to it. So I said to I I said to him we were talking about it. He and I said, "Have you named him?" I said, "Oh, it's a her." And she, he said, "Yes, it is." And I and then he says to me, "No, that's up to you." And I said, "Oh, you're sending me that, you know?" And it's like, um, so then we went on with the conversation. And as I was I was uh, leaving the conversation, I wanted to thank him again. And when I went to thank him, I said, in my head, I said, instead of saying the dragon, I heard Rosie's, and I stopped myself because I was like. Okay, and I said, you know, the, thank you for the dragon, blah blah blah. But then after we hung up, I said, "Is your name Rosie?" And you know, just there's a sentience to this being that is locked. I mean, I don't know how it happens. I just know that there are inanimate objects that, you know, act like a, a portal to another sentient being. And in this case, it was uh, this Rosie character, and. She's so sweet. The energy, everything about her is so sweet. But that's the way it works, <laughs> you know. And that, that's how she got her name. But listen, we're uh, one minute out here, so you guys want to say adios? Sure. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Walt, Mark, Delissa, Nancy, and everyone. Have a great time. Thank you, everybody. On shows always. Thanks for inviting me. Have a super day, everyone. Yeah, thank you, everyone. I appreciate you. And we, I appreciate the fact that you guys do this with me. We're going to have a live show um, 
at six to eight, and in between there's two replays. And one of them is uh, Radio 5G that I think you should really pay attention to. It's it's what we were talking about regarding uh, uh, calendar, the, the lawyer, the one that, that was in the tape that uh, Mark played. So be safe, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Shungai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.